Hello, hello, and welcome to another very special episode of Sweet 12 Podcast. We're back. We are back after years in a hiatus. Four, four years. Four years. Four-year hiatus. Four wow. and a half, if, if you want of, to get... Of hibernating really technical. to get better ideas and to do things better and well, have more time. life gets in the way. In life, yeah. Um, I'm Brian. The other guy's I'm, Ryan. I'm Ryan. Yeah, we're, we're back now for... Reels. For, hopefully for reels, for, for lasting reels mm-hmm. this time. Yeah, I hope so. Um, now that, like we said, life settles down, you get, you know... Less you, crazy. Yes. You, <laughs> you, get, you get a steady job, you get out of college. I mean, that was kind of the biggest thing. Yeah, it's, college, marriages, children, all the fun things have happened yes. in the last four years. God, that was long. Oh, wow. Okay. Four years, yeah. And we, what we, a long, strange we, trip it's been. We, we did four years and probably, I think we did. I think we did 20 episodes. I think maybe three were good. Maybe maybe three, we could do better this three, time. Three were good. That's not a good percentage. Have a, have a better, we'll have a better percentage. Maybe, maybe we can have four be better out of every 20, which would be great. That'd be great. Um, for those of you joining us for the first time, and hopefully there are many of you joining us for the first time, because otherwise this thing really isn't going to work, um, we are Sweet 12 Podcast. We go through, uh, we make fun little lists for the week and do a top 12 countdown of uh, whatever to- the topic is for that week. We go through news uh, segments and entertainment and technology and TV and movies and everything else you can think of. Yes. And we'll end it, we'll end every episode with a very special vault, episode from the vault. Yes. Uh, what we'll do is we'll take, Forget about that. We'll take, we'll take various TV shows, mm-hmm. specials, you know, just g- give you something to kind of Kind of hold you over till we come back. Yeah, and you know, we'll, we may discuss it on, on the next podcast a little bit. We we used to do that, and then we kind of stopped doing that. It'll be easier now that everything's going digital, so everybody yeah. can get a hold of the mm-hmm. episode that we want them to watch yeah. with ease. It's, it's amazing how... What, it's what, amazing. A, what a difference four years makes. I just was going to say, four, four years, and now we've got everything under the sun we could ever imagine online. Exactly, which would work out very well. So, what are we talking about now? What, Let's uh, do some news first, how about? Yes. Um, I don't know. It's, what is it today? It's Thursday. Um, so Golden Globe nominees came out today, since we're on the theme of movies uh, today. Um, I don't know how many movies you saw this year, Brian. Um, Six. I saw a lot. Um, I, I kept a list on my phone because I wanted to make sure I got all the ratings and stuff for them. I think I saw 30. Good and, lord. And that's not, I'm not done yet. You know, they're still Hobbit. I have to. I, have to, I know. I want to see it so bad. There's, I'm going to, I'm going to, on Monday, they're doing the, the, the marathon of all the, the hobbits, they, and then they're gonna play the the new one. So the so so oh, twenty four awesome. hours before yeah. anybody else can see it. Um, I'm going to the the, the, the IMAX, the three D IMAX. Maybe mm-hmm. if, if scheduling works out, um, I'm gonna go to the three D IMAX at what uh, day is this? Monday the fifteenth. No, I can't go. So they're gonna do the first Hobbit, second Hobbit, and then the third Hobbit. I'll be out by ten o'clock. Can you Skype it to me? The whole thing, the, the movie. Oh, totally. Yeah, I'll just That's sweet. I'll take my tablet yeah. in there. We're just, gonna, just gonna watch Perfect. it. Perfect. They'll never. They'll be none the wiser. So IMAX three D though, so you're gonna have to keep your glasses on. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll, all right. You're going okay. to steal me a pair of those, too. But, yeah, I mean, get back on track a little bit. Uh, just looking through the nominees, um, nothing's really too surprising. Um, looks like Birdman got seven I'm so excited nominees. to see that movie. I've heard great things about it, and I'm glad to see Michael Keaton's getting a little uh, he got more notoriety, because I think he's a fantastic actor. Michael Keaton got a nod for Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy. He should. That's one of his first, isn't it? We'll have to go back one, and look. I, I'm, not, I'm not 100% um, sure. But then Edward Norton also was nominated Yay. for Best uh, Supporting Actor. Um, I don't know. Uh, as far as like the, mus- the, the the best motion picture, really isn't much I've seen yet. I mean, Into the Woods was nominated. It's not even out yet. That's so weird how they do that. Yeah, I mean, they, they get the screeners beforehand, I guess. Um, and then drama, nothing really. Theory of Everything 
Stephen Hawking movie is pretty good. Um, best animated movie, and there's a couple in here that I've seen. I've seen all of these actually, except for one. After the holidays, we're just gonna take a weekend and just go see all the movies. I still want to see that one with the Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, with the Alan Turing uh, uh, biopic. Alan Turing biopic, right? Stephen Hawking? No, no, no. I have to look up two things now. Oh, that wasn't him. Oh, you're talking about the one where he decrypts the yeah, uh, the messages the from thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the imitation game. Yes. Okay. That's the one. Isn't it Alan Turing? Right. I think so. Isn't I don't. I don't know. I don't. Every time you say Alan Turing, all I can think of is Alan Parsons' project. No, that's not, it's definitely that's not, not the, the same, same thing, thing at all. No. Um, but yeah, uh, J.K. Simmons got nominated. Um, so let me get back to animated movies. Um, Big Hero Six was excellent. Um, we'll do around Oscar time, maybe even around Golden Globes time. We'll give our picks. That'll be a good topic of discussion if, if we get around to seeing, if Brian gets around to seeing more than than six movies. movies. are hard. <laughs> my wife hates movies, so we never watch movies. Yeah, I I just go randomly. I even went by myself a couple times just to go see them. Um, I lo- love you, sweetie. <laughs> save your ass there. <laughs> so yeah, there's not. I mean, there's not too much in the news. Um, I'm sure everybody's seen the Star Wars uh Episode 7 trailer, trailer by now. The little, the um, little snippet. They did uh, trading cards for And we're going to do the top 12 best moments of that trailer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they, uh, they already released uh, trading cards for Yeah, that's for so that. awesome. And it has all the character names on it. I'm that's not going to spoil them so because I don't want... Awesome. We're going to try to keep this spoiler free for Star Wars. I remember collecting but... the Batman, the 1989 Batman, now we're talking about Michael Keaton again, Batman movie cards that they had. And I think it was Topps Trading Company put them out to mm-hmm. coincide with the movie. And they had different snippets and, and screenshots, more or less, of the movie on the cards and different characters and attributes. You turn it around, you get a little synopsis of what's on the front of the card. Those were so awesome. That and then the... What other movies they had with the, with the cards? Did the original Star Wars have them? They released... They released them when, like, the special editions came out on VHS. No, okay, maybe that. Cards. No, okay. I'm not, I'm not well, talking... Don't talk- you remember when we were kids back in 1977 when the original <laughs> trilogy came out? I do. I was barely even a seed in somebody's pants at that time. You, were, you weren't even close. You're, like, ten years off. I was, well, I was still a seed in somebody's pants, probably. Maybe. I mean, that's... Okay, we're not that's We're not getting into that. That's not movie-related. No, it's not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else big in the news this week. It's kind of... You know, it's Thursday, and it's a long week. Um, so, yes, yeah. Alan Turing. Alan Turing, The invitation game. Oh, right. so awesome. Um, you just want to get right onto the list? Mm-hmm. This is this is the second part. This will be the biggest, the meat of, of the podcast. The meat and potatoes. The, the, the meat and the, a the twigging portion. eagleberries. Yeah, exactly. Where we'll, we'll spend a good chunk of time. Uh, we'll get better through. at this, kids, I swear. <laughs> We'll spend we'll spend a good chunk of time going through our list of the week, and seeing as it's December, seeing as it's the holiday season, our Sweet Twelve list this week is going to be the Sweet Twelve holiday movies that you need to watch. Woo. Um, now the way we do our lists is a little different. Um, we'll pretty much stay with the same the same structure of our lists. But, you know, we could debate for hours on these lists, and we'll most likely do that. Um, so settle in. It's going to be a but, ride. But the list, the, the basis of this list here, what we did for this one, is we took our our initial lists, you know, rated them 1 to 12. Um, we kind of took the averages of each of our lists on here, and that became our list. So movies that, you know, may have not made the list are because I didn't vote it high enough or he didn't vote it high enough. 
Um, we debated and argued about why you would even have that listed above this movie, and we combined a. But that's what we're gonna do here. Things. Yeah, so we'll do more for of the it. entertainment of our listeners. You'll hear it. So I guess we could just start right into it. Um, remember, we're gonna go uh, bottom to top. So don't start with number one, or that's gonna. I remember how to do it. Okay, just making sure. So if you want to do number twelve, since I did not have this on my list at all. Sure. Well, I had shoehorned it in because I didn't have anything else. Uh, number twelve uh, for the w- winter in miss. Festivus. Festivus. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Holiday movies. Holiday movies. Uh, number 12 is Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole the Christmas. Or actually, it should be Ron Howard's How the Grinch Stole the Christmas. Isn't it called Jim Carrey? Is it? I think it's How the Grinch Stole the Christmas starring Jim Carrey. Okay. Could be, but anyway. But we, we, the reason we did we put Jim Carrey in front of it is we didn't want you to go watch the, uh, the awful 70s. Well, it's not awful. It's fantastic. But it's not a movie. But it's exactly. So we're not going to have the original Shorts. Grinch. We're not going to have uh, the, the claymation Rudolph. Or Charlie, or Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown Peanuts Christmas. We're not going to have any of those because those aren't movies. Mr. Magoo. They are fantastic in their own right, and maybe we'll do a show on those one day. But they aren't movies. They're just holiday specials. And yeah. so we had to do something that was tech, you know, that was an hour and a half plus uh, for time constraints to, to have it classify as a movie. And that's why uh, they will not be appearing on this list. So if that's what you wanted to, to hear, sorry. Go see them anyway. Yeah. You're just not going to hear them on this podcast. So there's no reason that we need to debate. Charlie Brown, you should go see that one, because that's yeah, classic. Versus Rudolph, and yeah, good luck finding them outside of... CBS, yeah, ABC, exactly. all those mm-hmm. things. Um, the movie title, the movie poster, excuse me, says The Grinch. Oh, it's just called The Grinch. It's called How the Grinch Stole Christmas, but okay. the official movie poster is The Grinch. Ah. So, well, there you go. Jim so Carrey, Jim Ca- The Grinch. Okay, but that's just because he's got I, I know, going for the movie. Anyway. All right. I didn't put it on my list. I'm not a big fan of this movie, or any movie that Jim Carrey's done... In the last 15 years, 20 years. Not 20. Okay, we're not talking about that right now. Okay, well, tell me why... That could be a totally different topic. Tell me why you would put Jim Carrey on this list, then. I put that on the list because everybody's seen the original animation, I mean, animated classic mm-hmm. of How the Grinch Stole Christmas back from the 70s, as, as you had said. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was a great adaptation. Again, they only had a little 30, 40-minute chunk of time to kind of stretch it out, and Hollywood does this very well and very poorly at times mm-hmm. and I think this is one of the better attempts at doing that of, of stretching out uh, time creating more story uh, they, we, we were able to get into more of the Whoville aspect of how the Grinch became the Grinch kind of get a little origin story in there but where did they get the origin story well, from? they made it up okay where does anything happen? Well, I understand Who that. Who knows where the thoughts come from? Dr. They just Seuss appear. has been deceased for a while. I guess yes, he I'm has. wondering. I'm sure they worked hand in hand with his missus. The Seussical. Mrs. Seuss. Mrs. Seuss. Yes. I, I thought it was a great job of, of, of just kind of taking a little artistic liberty. And, and Ron Howard's a great film director. I think this was not one of his best films. I think this is one of his better films. Everybody remembers it as it comes, you know, uh, everyone was super hyped about it when it came out. You know, The Grinch, they're finally making a live-action movie of The yeah. Grinch. It was fantastic. It, it really was. For, for, for what it was, was a fun little uh, uh, adaptation mm-hmm. of an animated classic, turned it into a, a, a live-action movie. They got Jim Carrey to kind of ham it up a little bit on camera. They they got Ron Howard to direct. I thought it was a good job. Clint Howard's in there, too. And who doesn't love themselves? A good <laughs> good heaping bowlful of Clint Howard every now and then. I mean, then. It a, it's a pretty good... I'm looking at the cast list here, and it, it's funny... Going back oh, and in now time. Cindy Lou Who is a hot uh, music artist. Not now. really hot. Taylor Momsen. Yeah. yeah, she was in. She was Jenny in Gossip Girl. I don't watch that show. I know you don't. Your wife watches it. I didn't know if you had. That doesn't mean watch I watch it. it. I watch it, it too. I don't even know who Jenny. I don't know any of the characters' okay. names. Anyway, she, she's the younger 
I'm not going to get into it. That's a different podcast. Yeah. Uh, but it's just funny going back, you know, this movie came out 15 years ago and, you know, being 15 years older now, looking at this cast and just noticing all the big names and everything they've been in, like with, you know, Jim Carrey and Taylor Momsen, of course, Jeffrey Tambor, mm-hmm. Kristen Brinsky was in it, Molly Shannon. Yeah, I remember her. I don't remember her. Well, that's because everybody was dressed up in Whoville makeup. I suppose. And another thing um, is is the suit that Jim was in was just so, uh, I don't want to say constricting, but just uncomfortable. Uh, he had, like His eyes were yellow. They had to put contacts in to cover his whole mm-hmm. eyeball. And uh, one day, you know, just out of uh, uh, kind of camaraderie and, and sympathy for Jim, Ron Howard dressed up as, you know, in the full suit and, and you know, spent the whole day uh, dressing up as the Grinch. So I thought that was a cool little piece of, piece of uh, trivia there. There's a lot of Howards in this movie. Are they related? Do you know? Oh, God. I don't know. I know all I know is Ron Howard and Clint Howard are brothers. Because there's Jeremy Howard, who's the son of Joe Howard, and then R- Rance Howard are all in this movie, and they all, I don't know if it's just maybe, a big, maybe a big the family Howards tree. Are, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. So, what what puts you, what gives you this one? What give, Well, what gives you? What, what gives you? <laughs> what gives you the rights to put this movie over, <laughs> um, like, the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol? Did you see that one? I have seen that one. I, I didn't think it was the better of the Christmas Carols. We have another Christmas Carol-esque movie on the but that's list. But that's not what I asked. Is it better than Jim I, Carrey's Grinch? No, I don't think it is. Okay. I, I think I think the Jim Carrey's Grinch, Ron How- I'm gonna, it's Ron Howard's Grinch. He, he directed Fine. that thing. Fine, whatever. Ron Howard's Grinch, the Grinch, I think it's much better than okay. Jim Carrey's Christmas Carol. Okay. Period. Um, End of discussion. Okay. Moving on, number 11. Done. All right. Number 11. Um... This one's really low on the list. I'm surprised. Uh, where, I am where, too. Where it fell, but again, the way we did the list, yeah. we did it by point totals. I'm surprised too, but every other movie ahead of it, I would, you know, I'd much rather watch. But you haven't seen number ten. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Except number, for that one. Number eleven is everybody's. I think everybody's probably you're polarized on this movie. Either love it or hate it. Right. It's a, exactly. a Christmas story. Um, everybody's favorite twenty four hour movie marathon on what TBS or TNT. Yeah, they do something. They play like that, that damn movie for yeah. all day. That's thirty-one years old today. Not today. That's mm-hmm. a lie. This year, that's better. Yeah, it's it's a classic movie about any any little kids kind of in inner monologue of what they want at Christmas. Right. I mean, I, I didn't grow up in the era, so it, it it's kind of I don't have a nostalgic value for it, but it's a classic. It's funny. It's very racist. I don't remember that at all. The when they're in the when they go out for 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 goose on Christmas. Oh, and they go to the Chinese fa, restaurant. Ra, 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 oh. ra, ra. No, no, no. Fa, la, 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 You're la. right. Fa, ra, 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 ra. You're yep. right. Oh, very, very. God. Should say very racist. It's it's racist though enough. Yeah. Um, it was deliberate. But I mean, whether you wanted a Red Rider BB gun, a wagon, a PlayStation, an Xbox. Right. You, everybody has that one toy. That one gift. That you really want, and your parents absolutely do not want you to have it. What was yours? Super Nintendo. They didn't want you to have it? No, Nintendo? they didn't want me to have a Super Nintendo. My dad, Santa, brought me one for Christmas. Your Santa dad? My Santa dad brought one for Christmas. He, uh, spoiler alert, Santa's not coming to my house anymore. Um, but, uh, but, um, he got one when he worked, when he was the owner of the grocery store. He owned uh, the, the the Pepsi dealer came in and it was part of like a I don't know like 1991 they did like a big Pepsi giveaway for uh, Super Nintendos and he got one because the the vendor was able to get one he didn't have kids and he knew that we had kids so he got one 
Nice. Sat on it for a year. Didn't want to give it to us. They wow. sat on it for a year, and I got it in Christmas of 92. And, I mean, that's that's the presents that you remember, the ones that you weren't expecting. Like, I had a couple friends who had them and whatnot. Right. Um, for me, I don't know if they didn't want me to have it, but I know it was the one that I, I just remember wanting the most was the Talkboy uh, hmm. from Home Alone 2. We had one of those, too. Oh, my God. I wanted that so bad. I got it, which was fantastic. And bless my mother, I, le- I learned later that wasn't Santa who went and got it. She actually drove down to Chicago when F.A.A. Schwartz was still a toy store down there. And, and she drove down, uh, I think, Christmas Eve night oh, man. to pick one up oh, and wow. drove back that same Dedication. night. Yes. That's, and to that, make you happy. I will never great. forget that. And I think I still have it, the talk I, boy. I'm sure I've got my talk boy somewhere. Oh, it's, that, I, I've wasted hours playing, <sighs> not wasted, enjoyed hours playing with that toy. It had to have been the same Christmas because that same Christmas when I got my Super Nintendo, I also got Home Alone 2, the video game. Oh, nice. I got that and Mario Kart and Super Mario. I mean, I think mm-hmm. Mario Kart and Super Mario were in the bundle together. And then sure. they bought Home Alone 2. Which is a very violent video game for it being something in like '93. Yeah. I remember playing that on uh, uh, actually a handheld tiger video game. But you're stealing things. You're running and you're running through the mall, the Plaza Hotel. You're stealing necklaces. Yeah, yeah. You got to collect that money, man. Oh man. Awesome. And then Tim oh, Curry, of course, is in the movie because or yeah. the game because he's the the concierge. Yep. Yes. Oh man, that's a little off topic. But yeah, I mean, back to the, the story. The now. reason we got off topic was because that's those are the kind of memories that Christmas Story kind of invokes when when you're watching yes. the movie. Is everybody wants that Red Rider BB gun? You're you're as good as you can be for maybe two weeks around Christmas because that's the only time anybody ever remembers anything. Um, and we all had I don't think we all had younger siblings. I had a younger sibling. I know Brian, you had a younger I brother. Yeah. I didn't have any. My, my sister was older, but you know, you trying to get along, trying to be good for Christmas. Yeah, and not just, you know, it doesn't have to be younger. It could be older siblings in general, or even if you didn't. You, you, then, everyone had that. You better be good. Otherwise, Santa's not going to bring you what you want, which is a horrible lesson to instill into children, but yeah. I digress. And, and then again, that's what Brian's saying. That's what we remember as kid From watching this movie, you, you get your kind of nostalgia, get thrown in your Wayback Machine, and you're just, oh my God, I remember this happening. And it's, it's so accessible to everybody to watch the Christmas story because everybody can relate to it. Mm-hmm. It's just, the only reason it's not higher, again, a little bit of point total, but also... There's some things that are wrong with it. You no know, racism is kind of wrong with it. It does kind of, it kind of portrays, I guess, the whole spirit of Christmas a little bit differently because it's all it's a gimme gimme gimme. Yeah, and, you know the kid, and I mean it's the commercialization of Christmas too because they talk about the, the, the magic decoder, drink right. more Ovaltine. You know right. they, they get these kids they really want this and it right. ends up being drink more Ovaltine. And I mean those are some good those are some good lessons. But when you're younger you don't really pick up on those. You're just like oh let's go drink some Ovaltine and. Right. Or let's go shoot her eyes out and and, stick and Santa st- kicking you down the slide, <laughs> oh, sticking your, sticking your tongue to a metal pole. And yes. Okay. Fun fun fact on that one. Um, when the the kid I forget his name when he licked the flagpole and he got stuck there, the cast and the crew left him there. So his his freaking out, his screaming, "Come on, guys! Come on, mm-hmm. guys! Bring me back!" He that was real. Because they just left him there because they wanted a, a, a true response. So they all went inside the building, they let him scream, they cut film, they ran out there, poured a cup of water on him. So that's could, so funny. So I didn't know that. that. Yeah, that, that's, that was that's all good. him freaking out because he really thought that they left him there, which was hilarious. And I didn't. I mean, the parents I didn't really relate to. My parents weren't quite that functional, dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it made the list. It's obviously worth watching. Oh, it's definitely I mean, is. Being, there's, being, just, there's just movies above it that yeah. I would much rather watch. Yeah, I the, think, only reason I think the only reason it's just not movies. higher is because I think we've become saturated to the movie. It's, it's yeah. on all the time. Maybe. 
you you see it 12 times on Christmas Day. It's on throughout the year. You know, I can't remember the last time I actually watched it the whole way through. And that's I think that's part of the problem is you don't have to watch it all the way through because oh, I'll just watch 30 minutes here and right. 30 minutes there. You have to I mean you have to sit down you you enjoy it but but it 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 gets a little long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you just want, kind of want them to hurry up and get to the point yeah. and finish up the plot and, and end the movie at times. There, there, there are moments. Uh, and it's not that, that long of a movie, but it does drag. Not, in it, do, it does drag. It, it is a little lacking, and that's and that's why it's not higher. Because overall, as a movie, compared to these other ones, we don't feel it, it holds yeah. up. So, uh, number ten. All right, number ten is White Christmas. Now, yeah, I think you were saying before, Brian. You, have you seen this one? I. I have, and I don't remember any of it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, White Christmas, Bing Crosby, you know, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, Miss, uh, I guess Mrs. Aunt Cl- George Clooney. Because that's not his mother, it's his aunt. Yeah. But that's how he got into, you know, that's how he got into it. Um, the biz. It's a pretty, I mean, it's a pretty solid holiday movie, but it, it's a classic that everybody kind of needs to see, because it takes place around, like, the World War II time, um, you know, Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, they're a singing team that kind of get, and I forget where they're at. I think they're at just like a, like a bed and breakfast or something. And they mm-hmm. meet, meet up with Rosemary Clooney and uh, Vera Eileen's characters. And they, they decide to start a bed, they start like their own inn. So it's, it's kind of a classic with Bing Crosby. He's good in everything. Um, but, you know, really it's, it's just on, it's on the list so high because it is, one of those older movies that does hold up. It doesn't. It doesn't have very m- many things that shoehorn it into the '40s or the '50s. I mean, obviously the clothes and, and everything, but it is. It, it does. It does stand the that, language. I'm it does. Sure. It does stand. It does stand the proverbial test of time. I mean, if if you think. About I remember it. not hating it when I watched it. It's just. It's a musical. I'm not a huge musical person. I understand. Well, like they're what the, they are basically it's their it's, it's their old their old general from the war from World War Two has a mm. has an inn, right in Vermont, and it's gonna go under if if they don't he, do something to save it. So. Well, Bing Crosby and the other guy they're big like entertainer performer people. Yeah, after the war they became the entertainers. War, yes, and then so the general has this uh, uh, bed and breakfast type place yeah. that resort uh, that. Is going there's, there's been no snow. The, the, whole, the whole premise of why, why it's White Christmas is nobody's going to this place in Vermont. Right. There's no snow. So, so if they bring in these bigger. Sorry. So if, they, they, if they bring in these bigger, uh, these big stars, they can bring in, make the money, and save the. Yeah, and it, it, it ends up. It, it ends up snowing. So whatever. It's a Christmas miracle. It is. Woo. So I mean, yeah, it's just, it's classic. Um, I think it's more classic than. And some of the other ones from the 40s and 50s. But I mean, the 50s and 40s. And, and everybody falls in love together at the end. They do. It's a massive just orgy. Just like real life. No, 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 no. Not, you just not like fall in love with each other. Well, but the men and the women, res- respectively. What? And the major general gets left out. Yes, he does. Damn it. He has the major, Mrs. A, major General. So it's not an orgy then. No, no, it's not that kind of a movie. Okay. No, do you not remember? Well, White Christmas. Oh, <laughs> we're done here. Moving on. <laughs> Okay, you can do number nine because I did number nine Christmas Vacation. Nope. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, starring Chevy Chase and Babs. What was her name? Beverly D'Angelo. Beverly D'Angelo. That's her name. <laughs> I couldn't remember her name. And uh, that Johnny Galecki, who's and Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid's. Nice. He's in all of them. Yeah, he's great. 
Lewis in this one movie. And, well, uh, you know, Juliet, I, have no, I have no ill feelings toward him. And Juliet Lewis. But, I mean, Johnny Glacky yeah, yeah, yeah. was in Roseanne, and now he's Juliet famous Lewis. for the... Juliet, is it Lewis or Louis? Lewis. Louis Dreyfus, though, not Juliet No, that's Julie Louise Dreyfus. She's in it. I'm talking the, the, the daughter's Juliet Lewis. Oh, and then Juliet Louis Dreyfus. Dreyfus is in Julie Louis Dreyfus, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I knew she was in... I didn't know the daughter's... I didn't know that was Juliet, Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. I guess it does look like her now that I think of it. Yeah. But no, I mean, Johnny Glecky, Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. fame, uh, yeah, obviously so Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Everybody in this movie on. became a big star afterward. It was magical yeah. for everyone. Everybody except for Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. Anyway, the reason the movie's on the list is because it is, it's another classic movie. As soon as it was made, everybody watched it, and they watched it for years and years and years and years. This is a big tradition in my wife's side of the family. They watch this every year. And... They should. It's a fantastic movie. It's it. I think it holds up. It's it's funny. It's so funny. There are there are great moments. Little little slapsticky at times. I think I missed the boat on yeah. Christmas vacation because I, I mean it's, it's great. It's good. And I, I mean the first time that I watched it all the way through, I I well kid you not was last week. Yes, that's it's the true. first time I've seen it from start to finish. Um, it's okay. I, I can see where where if you grew up with it, it's a lot better. The only thing I remember from it is the at the end of his rant about not getting his bonus, he goes, Hallelujah, holy shit, where's the Tylenol? <laughs> where's the Tylenol? And that's because I heard that first originally on a radio show. He uses it as a bumper. Okay. So, okay. That's, that's so where now I you that finally from. remember. So now it's, it's, got it's to see where it's it from. I saw where, yeah. Sure. Well, there you go. Um, the other reason it's on the list is because it does go through the, the traditional Christmas movie theme where it fills you with warm fuzzies. It's a, it's a good family movie. Does that, it though? It does. It, well, okay. at the at the end, no, at the end when the the crotchety old uh, uh, CEO of this company that uh, that Chevy Chase's character works at um, doesn't give out the Christmas bonus, uh, uh, Dennis Quaid goes and kidnaps him, brings him back. Spoilers, um, and then he has it out with his family and realizes that looks like people do count on Christmas bonuses. Maybe I should stop being such an old curmudgeon. What kind of a message is that though? Well, we, people rely on Christmas bonuses. But no, the, the the old guy changed. I know, he, but he, what you said. He's no longer like like the Scrooge characters. I, I know, just the way you phrased it, though, that people rely on bonuses. Not many people get Christmas bonuses anymore. No, that's... Okay, we're not... Yes, you're right. <laughs> you're right. No, a lot of other people do. Chevy Chase obviously relies on his Christmas bonus. He does. He wanted to put that pool in so that he hot did. chick would go swim in his pool. <laughs> he did. Old horny Chevy Chase. Ugh. Even older now, horny Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. Even even older, still He's coming horny. back now on Community. Did you hear that? Really? Yeah. They had a huge For the fall- sixth they season or whatever. They had a huge falling out. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Well, I don't know about that. see how that plays out. No, I don't know about that. I think he needs to retire. <laughs> Do something Not die, else. but he needs to retire. Yeah, I, I hear you. Anyway, um, I think it was... I. I think it was a good movie. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sad that you didn't like it because I think it's, it's one of those that Again, you can that you can watch every so often. I, it's not that I, I mean I didn't not like it year it's after just, year. I think it's I think it's good. You know, you don't watch it more than once in a year, and I think it'll be all right. Well, I, I should hope you don't watch a Christmas movie more than once a year. You can watch it two times in the Christmas, you know, within the month. I no, there's so many other movies to watch. We've got twelve here to watch. That's true. You know, it's I just realized that we do twelve movies and there's the twelve days of Christmas. How did we not make that connection before? I don't know. (laughs) Wow. We could have really done something much better than this. I'm not going to do songs. On the ninth. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. Christmas movies. Brian made me watch A Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. You wanted to watch it. It was good that you watched it. I did. Everyone needs to see it. Everyone needs to see all these. Um, And number eight was actually the one that I just watched most recently the whole way through this year. 
That's the first time? Yeah. Like, I've seen it. I knew it was about I knew the songs. I knew all of the songs. Um, used to listen to them all the time. But uh, number eight is uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton. Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman did such a great job with the music in this movie. Did he? Wait, did Danny Elfman do? Yeah, he did the music. Who did the lyrics? Him too? Yeah. Wow. I think I'm sure she was music and lyrics. Wow. Well, he's amazing. We'll, we'll verify that while you can yeah, ramble well, on about seeing it for the first time. I, I think the, the claymation aspect of it is so fantastic. It, you can tell it's a little slow. There's no crazy movements by any of the characters, and that's fine. It's not really meant for that. It, it's, it's done in a style where you, you where it does a good job of following along with the story. They have a lot of fun with the characters, and, and uh, for people who know anything about Tim Burton, he always has a very uh, certain look and feel to his movies, and this one falls right into that, to the, to the last little thread on the character's clothing that they all hand-stitched for, mm-hmm. you know, all, for, well, for everyone. I, this I is think one of the... So, so wonderfully done. I mean, other than, like, what, Wallace and Gromit, this was, I think, the first big... Claymation movie? I mean, Gumby, I don't... I don't they didn't For do Christmas or overall? Overall. Like, the big... It was, like, the biggest... Because, I mean, Rudolph doesn't count. That wasn't a movie. That's no, a you're correct. And Gumby doesn't because it was a TV show. Mm-hmm. They did have a Gumby movie, though. I don't know... Did they? That must have been horrible. Mm. Probably. Yeah. Um, I don't but, I mean, that. this was Tim Burton's first Claymation. He did yeah. learn to do a bunch of other ones. Afterward, yeah. You're yeah. correct. But, I mean, it's, it's a very good first movie. Um, it's very good. And the, and the music, the soundtrack is fantastic. Yeah. And the fact that they got, you know, Chris Sarandon to play Jack Skellington mm-hmm. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, you may know him as Humperdinck from Princess Bride, which is my favorite movie. Yay. You may know him from Spinal Tap. Yes, this is Spinal Tap. One of the one of the best fake rock bands of all time. But then, you know, Catherine O'Hara, who will make an appearance later mm-hmm. in the later podcast. Yes, much later. Is also in this movie. Um... This one is, it's not your traditional Christmas story. It's not. Which is what makes it so great. Uh, The synopsis is, uh, every holiday gets its own special little land to live in. So there's Christmas land and Halloween land and Easter land. Halloween town and... and, Yeah, Yeah, sorry, my mic. Yes, Halloween town and Christmas town. Excuse me. Same premise. Excuse me, yeah. So they have their own little worlds, so to speak, to live in. And uh, the main character, Jack Skellington, kind of... Falls through, finds the, a door. Is he the mayor? He's of, the mayor of, of Halloween, of Halloween Town? Town. Finds yes. the door to Christmas. No, not Town. the mayor. He's the because there, there's the mayor guy himself, but he's like the ruler or the king or the the best scarer or something like that. He's not the mayor. The king. Yeah, there you go. Of Halloween Town. Because the mayor is of That's Halloween right. Town. He's the bad, he's, the, he's the antagonist. Yeah. So it goes through where he falls in love with with Christmas Town. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of it. He he is, and which is one of my favorite songs. Uh, what's, this? Uh, what's this? Yeah, that that he does and goes through and has never seen any of this Christmas stuff before because he lives in a town that always is where mm-hmm. it's always Halloween, and so he goes through. He kidnaps Santa and he wants to become Santa. He he's just enamored by this whole mm-hmm. different lifestyle. So it was really it was really fun to watch. Um, and again, the music is it, it still holds up. I so think it's yeah. Really he wants. Great. I mean, he basically is, is bringing Christmas to Halloween. Correct. And he wants everyone to see the Christmas. Yeah, because it's yeah, fascinating. It's fascinating. Brilliant. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. <laughs> but I mean, it's 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 a good kids movie because it's not. I mean, there's some scary parts for it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's yeah. But that's that's Tim Burton. You know, I mean, oh yeah, that's that's Tim Burton. He has to have that. Just that, that feel that everybody's got black eyes. But I mean, everybody. I know. Scraggly I know a hair. lot of people were scared of Oogie Boogie mm-hmm. when when that when that first came out. Yeah, he was he was a big creeper guy. Ooh, I didn't know that P.B. Herman was a voice in the show. Oh, who was he? Paul Rubens was Locke. Oh. 
I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. Right. It, it's kind of coming back to me now that I can yeah. think about it. Okay. But anyway, that's a good one. That's a good number eight because it, it's... I guess it's uh, it's our quota for Disney movies that every I think we have to have fifty percent Disney movies, but whatever. It's uh, we have to have fifty percent. Well, we don't have to, but it seems like we will. Well, yeah, the top two are I think. Well, doesn't matter. <laughs> but but I mean, it's it's a very good good holiday movie, and it does span two holidays. But the main theme the is main theme is Christmas. Christmas. Um, and that was kind of uh, that was kind of what we wanted to do is make it. Where it can't be a movie based around Christmas, it has to be the theme of the movie. So that's why you won't see Gremlins. You won't Correct. See, you you won't, won't see Die Hard. That was the other stipulation. Yeah, kind you, of forgot to go. You, you won't see uh, movies like Family Man, Family Stone, where mm-hmm. they span multiple years or days or something. Correct. This has to be. This has to be about the holiday. This has to be something that a, a, a standard nuclear family would sit at home and watch. Correct. Because I, I could say a standard family, but we're not gonna you know. Some people, Brian sits and watches Die Hard around Christmas time. I love Die Hard. But, like, the nuclear family, the wife, husband, two kids, picket fence, they're mm-hmm. not going to watch Die Hard on Christmas. They're no. going to watch, they're going to watch, you know, Night Before Christmas, or White Christmas, or Christmas Story, or Number, number seven. seven. Nice. Number Seven, which is uh, <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life. And I think that one... I think that one was number one on my list, originally. I don't know how it could be. I thought it was... Okay, here's the thing. I know about the movie. I've seen... I wanna, I wanna, I've wanna. i seen very large portions of it. I understand that it's just this cultural phenomenon. When you think Christmas movies, you think of It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Because it is the quintessential Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It follows... Everything he has this revelation. He's gonna kill himself and jump off the bridge and this angel. I wish I was never born. Yeah, I, I, oh, it's with Jimmy, with it's Smith, right? Jimmy Stewart. Jim, Jimmy Stewart. James Stewart. Yeah, I was gonna say Jimmy Smith. Who's Jimmy Smith? I don't know. I Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smiths. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's not remember him from that. Um, <laughs> let's do it. His, no, I'm not going to. Okay. Um, let's do it. No. Okay. Ah. All right. I'm sorry. Um, I forgot how I was my train of thought now. But he, he's, yeah, and then the angel appears and shows him all of the... Clarence, things, Clarence his guardian angel. Yeah. He w- was going to show up. <laughs> what an awful name. He's going to show up and, and, and tell him all of those... He shows things. him what life is like yes, without if he were, him, if, he, if were not, he were not to exist. First he kind of shows him, like, like they go back and like they kind of do like a Christmas carol thing. He kind of goes back and remembers yes. life. yes. You know, growing up with with his you know with his now his now wife, I guess, and then they kind of show him what life would be like without him, and nobody knows him, and he sees that you know, the the old man has taken over the town, and and it, but it's it's a it's a good heartwarming movie, that it is, and you know the line every time a bell rings, and the angel, the angel gets, gets, gets wings. his wings, and you know I, I get it, I understand the movie, I just I can't, I don't think it holds up compared to the the rest of the list. All I can think of. Oh, with that is... Rocco's Modern Life? No, well, that too. I was thinking when Lisa... Uh, in the Simpsons episode, the holiday one where Bart... We, we just watched it, the one where mm-hmm. he burns Christmas, and they all come oh, over to one. donate money. Yes. And Lisa starts playing a song on the piano, which happens in the movie, and then Homer goes, Lisa, quit playing that song! <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then... Uh... Where he's running through the streets. Oh, Merry Christmas, Mover House. Merry Christmas, you old building and loan. Yeah, it's just like I get it. I know, I know a lot of it from pop culture references from other shows I, and, I, and and 
I think a lot things. of it. I think a lot of it now is people remember it for the pop culture references. Yes, they don't remember the original movie. They'll go watch the original movie, and all that's going to stick out are going to be the scenes like we had just discussed that uh, they were. Yeah, that they've seen from other places. They and then it's it's, it's odd to see something at its source when you're used to hearing and seeing it mm-hmm. from a different uh, perspective. And or if you've never seen it from the original perspective, like, correct? Like when correct. you when you finally sit down and watch Citizen Kane, you'll know all yes, the references. All the references because I've seen them all in the Simpsons. Everything else. Yes, they've all. I think if we should do that, we should cut together all the scenes from Citizen Kane and see if it actually how much of the Simpsons actually recreated that oh, movie. I'm sure we could do a good maybe 20 minutes of the movie. It's a two-hour movie, but yeah. we could probably do good, yeah. a good sixth of it. Mm-hmm. It'd be crazy to see how many references. But yeah, there. everybody needs to watch It's a Wonderful Life, or at least watch parts of it because it it, it does encompass it's, it's, the holiday spirit. It's the feel good it's movie. Yeah, I, I like I said, it's 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 too old timey for me. To have it higher on the list. Would it be different if it was in color? No, no, I I can look past that. Because they have they have a, they did colorize it. The, oh, the God, Blu-ray version why? is colorized because to reach a broader audience. I, yeah, well, they did that with a lot of things. Uh, uh, on like I think earlier this week or maybe it was last week, they had a colorized episode of I Love Lucy, the holiday episode from like the fifties. They did. Have that. You're right. They you're right. You're right. It, it was yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah. It just looked. Awful. Like the well, pinks were too but bright. Lucy, but Lucy itself. I mean, she, her, the Lucy show. It came in color. Not the original. I not the Lucy. not the original. No, but I mean, she. I know, she but did but a, like her, the orange later. hair was too orange. It looked fake. It just oh, it looked okay. it looked pastelly, which which, that's not what I want when you colorize something. It needs to be sure. more natural. Right. And I know that you know for years George Lucas, fought against the colorization of the old movies because it, you ru- you miss something when you right. colorize the movies. Right. So I mean I know he didn't colorize *It's Wonderful Life*, but that's that's what he that's what he. You know what? He probably did. <laughs> let's just let's have one more thing to blame George Lucas for. <laughs> but you know it, it it just it bothers me when when I go back and watch something that's been colorized, especially if it's been done poorly. Mm-hmm. It just it you spend too much time looking at how aesthetically displeasing the movie is that you forget about the. It's movie like superimposing walkie-talkies when you're supposed to be holding a gun. <laughs> that does take you out of at a little bit. Yeah, we're moving on now. All right, let's go on to number six. You can do this one, Brian. Yay! Love Actually is number six, actually. And <laughs> this is one that's not your typical Christmas movie, but it revolves around love and togetherness. And I think that... It's the exception it's, to our rule about it taking place around Christmas because it does take place in like a month span, but it ends at Christmas. Does it? Mm-hmm. Dang, we really screwed up that one. No, it's, it's the exception because it ends on Christmas. Okay. And it's about the journey to Christmas. Right. Same thing with Christmas Vacation. Yes. It is about the journey to there. Okay, yeah. so never mind. We're fine. Thought we screwed up there. We had to do this whole thing all over no, again. No, but like with Christmas Vacation, the theme is Christmas, whereas Love Actually, the theme is love, is actually love. Mm-hmm. But it takes place with them. The, the, it's, it's, a, it's a non-traditional Christmas movie, and it's the only one on here that's non-traditional. True. Because it goes through Christmas. There's a Christmas pageant. There's Christmas presents and gift giving and... And and uh, other Christmas love and Christmas love, yeah, exactly. Uh, unless you're this Colin guy who's really just in it to, to bang hot ladies. But that's you know that's okay because he comes to Wisconsin, so it's fine where all the hot women are. Maybe the hot, what, yeah, maybe Midwest hot. Maybe Midwest hot women. Yes, exactly. That's so have, that's why Wisconsin's the number one drinking school. Yes, that's, that's also true. Um, it was good. The the stories were great. It it. it uh, the movie itself revolves around what four or five stories. I think it's and they all they are all uh, uh, at the end they all come together. You kind of learn who all these characters are. They're all related in one way or the other, and it was really fun to watch. 
And it's it's one of those chick flicks that I can sit down and I can watch it and not you know not really have any any problems with well, it. Well, the, the... you know it's it's an entertaining movie. All of the characters are uh, do a great job. The the music is great that they that they play. Um, the the story again uh, the the way everything comes together where they have Liam Neeson's story and Emma Thompson and and Bill Nighley. Uh, uh, Kira Knightley's story, yep. Well, I said um, Bill Knightley, but yeah, oh, Kira Knightley is also in it. B- yeah, Bill Knightley, Kira Knightley, yep, her story. Um, uh, Colin Firth's story. Professor Snape. And all the, yes, Professor Snape is in here as well, Alan Rickman. Uh, all of those stories, all those characters are related. Some of their stories cross over, and at the end you see, oh, Hugh Grant did. And they, mm-hmm. all, they all spin together, at the come together at the end, which is very entertaining, especially the first time you see it. Mm-hmm. It's such a, oh, man, everything's connected kind of thing. Yeah, it... It it's definitely better watching it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Watching it subsequently, it is still it is still it's still good. Yeah. But that that first initial watching everything come together is is, is a very um, it's very satisfying. It's very it's, it's very magical. Ooh. Would you would you say it's magical? I I would say it's it's a. No, I wouldn't say it's oh, magical. Damn it, damn I would it. I would say it's it's. I don't know. I, I said I don't know what I, what I would use to, to describe it. You would describe it as magical? Yeah, satisfying is what I already said. Yeah, all right. We'll use that one, too. Um, but, it, yeah, it's... It, it actually, I mean, to turn a phrase, it actually was a pretty good movie. Yeah, I it, thought it was good. I, I went into seeing that. When I went and saw it originally, I was very low on the expectations of, of how it was. Because normally when you, be. when you have a movie with uh, all these different stars, Emma Thompson, Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Hugh, Hugh Grant, not Hugh Jackman, Hugh Grant, uh, Alan Rickman, but Liam Neeson. only Mason. make it better, so... Right, yeah, if, he, if Hugh Jackman was in it, I'm sure it would have been even better. I mean, it, sometimes all-star casts aren't very good. Um, sometimes they're okay. Um, this was... This I mean, one was above, above average, I feel. Yeah, it was definitely above average. It's um, Number six on the list. Yeah. So, that was great. You know, it's it's definitely worth watching once. Um, in a, well, we watch it every year, my wife and I. She loves this movie. This is this is her. I think between this and uh, uh, Christmas Story, I don't know. Or not, excuse Christmas me, Christmas Excuse me. I don't know which one is her uh, her favorite one. Hmm. That what? is uh, that'd be a tough question for her. Not me, because I don't have either of those in my top three that I have to watch every year. Yeah, it's, you know, it's love actually. It's but. Christmas Vacation. But anyway, moving on. Let's move on to number, number five. five. Which now we get into the the good, the the ones that I think the, I think the five. Maybe you could even maybe include Love Actually, but these five or six movies you you have to watch. Yeah. At least once, maybe once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, because these are the ones that truly define to us what makes a good holiday movie. And starting out with number five would be The, the Santa Claus, uh, starring uh, Tim Allen. Yes. And it's the first one, not the second one, not the really awful third one with Martin Short <laughs> right. as like Jack Frost or something. Yeah. We're talking the first one, because I remember seeing that movie for the very first time. I think I was 10 or 11. I remember waiting out. in line at the old old Marcus uh, Theater back in back in my hometown, Marcus. and Marcus, yeah, the Marcus Cinema, Marcus Theaters, mm-hmm. and just winding around the hallway for the line to go see this movie. It was so big when we went in. My whole family went. My mom, my dad, and my two brothers and I went to, and waited in line to go see this movie. We were so hyped because we we're big Home Improvement fans. Mm-hmm. Because that really kind of you know m- paralleled our family, where it was the dad who was good at working at stuff, the mom who did all of the cooking, and three rambunctious boys who just, mm-hmm. you know, tried to run around and do, you know, got away, <laughs> get away with murder. So it was, it was really great for us as a family to go see. And this was Tim Allen's first feature film, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I never to, am. I'd have to fact check that. So 
let's, let's his first leading role. Let's go with that. Okay. Um, it, it was at the height of Tim Allen mania. Love him or hate him, I don't really care. This movie does such a great job of encapsulating. Nope, that's not right. Encapsul- Encapsul- encapsulating? encapsulating. That's the word. Encapsulating. Sorry, I've had a couple beers. <laughs> encapsulating <laughs> wrong with that. this this Christmas feeling, this Christmas spirit, as as Tim Allen is in the beginning of the movie, just all he is is just he he's this big toy salesman guy working at like this Mattel esque company who's just interested in profits and goes through this big whirlwind uh, uh, change of heart throughout the movie to to become this lover of Christmas. Well, basically he becomes Santa, he becomes Santa Claus. Claus. He becomes Santa, Santa Claus. Santa falls on his roof. He doesn't believe in yes. Santa. He doesn't believe in Santa. Yes, yeah, so Santa falls on his roof. He kills Santa. So, sort of. Unintentionally. <laughs> and so now he's Santa because he just takes over uh, as Cause the he, duties well, of he, Santa. He picks up, the, he picks up the, the business card and the business card has the, the fine print around. claws. Yeah, the Santa claws. I'm doing air quotes. It's really great for podcasting when you can watch me. Air quote. Air quote on a podcast. You were right on the movie. Yes. First starring first. role. Yes. I win. I win another beer. Woo. Woo. All right. But um, it, it's just a, it's, it's just a very, like, like Brian had said, it, it, it's nice to see the transformation of, of a character and you can see it from beginning to end and the payoff is actually worth waiting through the whole movie for because he, yes. he goes from a guy who hates Christmas, who's doing anything under his power to forget that he's become Santa Claus. And he gets the, thrown the responsibility of Santa Claus. So he does it for the day. For the first Christmas, then he right. just forgets about it because he, you know... He thought yeah. it was some weird, crazy dream. And his son is the only one that remembers it. And his son trying everything to get him to remember that he's Santa Claus. And, and Even then, though he puts on all this weight through magic of Christmas and he puts on a huge beard, well, he, he looks well, like he Santa. he starts eating cookies, too. I mean, he's he shaves yeah, the beard, the beard magic grows back. More, right. He eats he a lot more. more. Yes. And in, in the, in the best twists of irony or the best character development... Or the best character helping to develop. You've got Judge Reinhold playing yes. the, the the ex-wife's new husband or boyfriend, right. who's a child psychologist. Right. So then he's you know he's trying to he's trying pulling to pulling at Charlie yes. to say you're not. And they they don't want the 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 wife, excuse me, the mother of Charlie and and Judge Reinhold. They don't want him to believe in Santa anymore. They okay. think Tim Allen's filling his head with all these crazy ideas that yep. Santa Claus does exist to. to Try and control his son because they're going through this little messy divorce well, or custody it, battle or it's whatever. It's fun too it is. because they they talk about in the movie when did you stop believing in Santa? Right. You know, which is a, which is a she, topic. She that, didn't get her mystery date game. You know, correct. He, he didn't get, get his weenie whistle. Yeah. Oscar Mayer. Yeah. Oscar Mayer weenie, weenie whistle. And it's a perfect ending to the movie. It is because they get they each because get they get the gifts. He he parachutes them down and and they they now know and believe in Santa Claus, and it's and he he just. He he takes over this role that he just it's his okay this is what I have to do he he rem- his son gets t- him to jog his memory mm-hmm. and he remembers remember dad yeah, remember. remember and he throws the snow globe at him yeah and he's like oh my god snow globes yeah <laughs> oh my god I remember I must have loved snow globes <laughs> anti Carl why don't we have why don't we have more of these around here and it it's just a great way to enjoy Christmas to watch this movie it's full of the Christmas spirit and we're going to say that at least four more times because there's mm-hmm. four movies left so yeah we'll move on to number three no nope. four sorry there you, go. you said four more movies numbers are hard yeah, I did <laughs> say four more movies so I don't know why you jumped to three I don't know either number four number um, four yes it was one of my favorites Miracle on 34th Street the original not the Matilda version what I, you... I never okayed that well too bad 
Did you not see the original original Macy's one? I, uh, no, I, I I shouldn't say that. I've seen I've seen bits and pieces. The one the one that I first saw in theaters was the oh. remake with yeah. what was his Dermot McDermott or whatever. Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott. Yeah, Dermot McDermott. He's in there. <laughs> Dermot and, Dermot. and the girl and and oh my god. Uh, he, both of them are, are pretty much carbon did copies. They just updated. They just updated the the girl. No, oh, um, Dermot McDermott. No, Richard Attenborough from Jurassic Park. Oh, he's Santa Claus! Yes, yes. Holy crap! Wow! No, I didn't know that. I love it even more now. Oh yes, it's fantastic. The director of Jurassic Park is Santa Claus. It's fantastic. So next time you see him, why don't nope. you bring back Jurassic? Oh, Park? Oh, the director. I thought you meant. The director of the movie Jurassic Park. No, 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 Park. no. The director I of Jurassic Park. I'm like, Park. Steven Spielberg is not in that movie. No, he's not. But yeah, um, the either either movie can, we, we can make a case to, for either to be here. I'm they're, going to choose to you. They are. They, they did a very good job of, all they really did was just update it. Mm-hmm. They didn't really change, they didn't change anything about the story. The same, the, the, the general story is exactly the same. And it's that this man, this Macy's Santa... Is the, the real Santa Claus. Is he Macy's in the new one, too? He's in Macy's in the new one, too. Okay. This Macy's Santa Claus is the real Santa Claus. And he's just sitting in this department store, child after child, and, and just making, you know, doing the, the whole, what do you want for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. It shall be so. And no one is the wiser until he actually comes into conversation with these people where they believe that he believes that he's the real Santa Claus. And they think this guy's a nut job. Mm-hmm. So... What do they? They want to throw him in jail or something? They have a trial. They have a trial for to him. to prove that this man is or is not Santa Claus. It is the most pivotal part of any of these movies. I feel it is so. You you can think of it as like to kill a mockingbird. Yeah, but, but Santa Claus. Style. But nobody killed anybody. It's just is this man a really well, creepy old man a, or is he really Santa Claus? Well, I mean the story revolves around the lawyer too, who's defending Santa. I mean that's the biggest piece of the movie. Dermot McDermott. Yeah, Dermot. Dylan McDermott. <laughs> You know, it revolves around him defending this Santa, you know, and by all rights, he probably doesn't have to, mm-hmm. but, but he does. And, right. and, you know, helps get him off. That's like, uh, it's like Matthew McConaughey in The Time to Kill. Or Lincoln Lawyer. He didn't defend the, the downtrodden on that movie. I don't know. I just like Lincoln Lawyer. He's a Lincoln Lawyer. He was the Lincoln Lawyer. He was started, Lincoln's Lawyer. I started driving Lincolns before they paid me to start driving Lincolns. No, we're not. Why are you Billy Bob Thornton now? Don't know. But back to Miracle, which, again, encompasses the holiday spirit. Mm-hmm. And biggins the noble spirit. And biggins the... Wait, the, the smallest spirit and biggins the noblest man. I forgot the quote. I'm going to have to look that up. We're going to push that line. It's the noble... A uh, noble spirit and biggins, biggins the, the smallest, smallest man. man. That's what it is. It's a perfectly cramulent word. It's a perfectly cramulent word. I don't know why you're debating it. Biggins. Oh, but yeah, I mean, that... Either one, 94, 47. You got, you got two good choices there. They're, they are almost exactly the same. Shot for shot, you can either watch. they do a great job of, of updating. Here's your preference. Color, black and white, blatant Macy's ripoff, or not Macy's ripoff. Yeah. Because the blatant, is the 47, is clearly the Macy's version yes. of it. The newer yes. one, they, they stayed away a little bit from, from Macy's. They still, yeah, still, still the Santa Claus and the, the Macy's story, Thanksgiving Day Parade and all that. The story is because it's Macy. Yeah, and, and at the end of the movie, when he's proven that this man is Santa Claus, and everybody cheers, and it's just so magical. He's proven to be and Santa every, Claus. He is, he is, because it's a they, terrible premise. if this man wants to believe that he's Santa Claus, he can be Santa Claus. Woohoo! We love 
We love to promote. And, and, and it has that. Mental. It has that moments where in the beginning nobody's happy and everybody hates Christmas, and at the end everybody's happy and everybody loves Christmas. And that's and that's the same for the rest of the movies on the list. It's fantastic, well, except for three and mm-hmm. the rest. But we're, we're good. So I think we're good. I think so. That's a good one. That's good. I kind of want to watch that movie now. I'll have to go. I'll have to go find that somewhere. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. I don't know where it's available. It's at Mom's house. Well, I meant like if you wanted to watch it tonight. Oh no! I don't know. Well, I'm certainly not going to stream it online. That would be wrong. We don't condone downloading movies, but if you have to, we'll turn the blind eye to number three. <laughs> if you have to, I'm not gonna care. We'll turn the blind eye to number three and watch that instead. Yes, Home Alone. Home is Alone number three. Home Alone one is number three. I had Home Alone two on the list, but the reason for that that was the first one I saw. So that one sticks oh, to really? me the most. Yeah. Well, Home Alone one came out in what eighty nine or ninety one. It was five. You still, could five. Have, you still could have seen it first. I did not see that first. I saw Home Alone 2 first. Okay, interesting. Which is why I, I wanted the talk boy, which is why I got the video game uh, for it and all that other stuff. Yeah, it's the first yeah. one I saw. Well, that's... By the way, we can, yeah. we can argue for the first one but, or both well, of okay, them. Because 2 is just a copy-paste from 1, it's just thrown in New York. Uh, it's, the, it's the same general thing. It's, yeah, it's copy-pasta, but it also... It has a few different things to it. There's a few different elements. In its own right, I think it is... The, I think 2 is a great Tim movie. Curry. <laughs> Anything, and Rob Schneider, come on. <laughs> come on. Rob Schneider, ooh. Rob Schneider is a bit hot. Look here it. Yeah. So, Home Alone 1, the original one, um, I, I think is the better of the two. Because, again, it's, it's, it's the first one. And no, that's not airtight logic, but hear me out. So, the kid gets left home alone from uh, this big trip. They're all flying down to Florida for Christmas vacation. And he gets left behind. And he just sucks it up, makes the best of it, and just goes out, does the shopping, and this and that. But uh, all the while, these two wet bandits, uh, played by Joe Pesci Daniel and Daniel Stern, who, what happened to him? Uh, he did uh, Celtic Pride. And, <laughs> and then that was the last we ever saw of Daniel Celtic Stern. Pride with Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> And which Wayne's brother was uh, that? Damon Wayne's. Damon Wayne's. The only famous one at the time. Yeah. So all the while, these uh, these burglars are, are going through the, the houses in the neighborhood, stealing all of the goods, and moving on to the next house. They're... And when they get to, to Kevin McAllister's, uh, um, oh my God, Macaulay Culkin, I almost forgot his name. When they get to Macaulay Culkin's house, he realizes that they're casing the joint, so he sets up this elaborate plan to prevent them from stealing anything That's in the house. probably the most iconic scene in that movie, and probably in any of these movies, most people remember that he's got all the the, the standees and they're dancing. He's yes. got them all in the strings, yes. and he's just dan- I mean, he's making it look like there's a party, so they'll come back a different day. That's probably one of the most iconic scenes in any of these twelve movies mm-hmm. because it's so elaborate. It's just I, I don't. It's, know, it's, it's John. It's John Hughes. It is. He's, he's such a great movie maker. It's it's was yeah yes sad. He did a lot of good movies. He did. He did. Every now and then. You, he didn't do that movie, though. Home Alone? It was John Hughes. No, it was Chris Columbus. What? Yeah. Wow. Don't I feel stupid? He, he was... Well, he may have produced it or written it, but Columbus directed it. Wow. I feel stupid now. I thought... John I thought Hughes was, wrote it. Yeah. Eat it. But Christopher Columbus directed it. That doesn't mean anything. That means everything. John Hughes wrote the movie. Chris Columbus from Harry Potter 1 and 2. Okay. Okay. All right. Move on. Moving on. To more Home Alone. More Home Alone. But anyway, John Hughes, yeah, I mean, you could you could tell that there was his... Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern did their own stunts for this movie. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. 
I suppose Joe Pesci, he was two years removed from Goodfellas. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that movie now. It's not. It's not a Christmas oh. movie. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm sure want, that they have a Christmas moment wanna, in unless it. Unless you want to do Home Alone 2 and talk about the scene in the movie, the the Keep the Change of Filthy Animal, which was actually filmed that's specifically in, that's for... In, there's two movies. The Angels with Filthy Souls and Angels with Filthier Souls. The sequel is in Home Alone 2. And two. they filmed those specifically the, for specifically the movies. Specifically for the movies, which worked out so well. And, just, and, everybody, and everybody loves the part in Home Alone where he's playing these practical jokes, these pranks... These traps are set against the, these burglars, and it's it's the highlight of the movie. That's what everybody remembers. I don't know, I think they remember. For me, I, for me, it's the dancing, the, the the setting up of the. That's crazy. That's insane. Why would you not remember people falling down the stairs and getting hit in the head with paint cans? Yeah, but that's not based on the movie, Angels, whatever you called it. Angels with filthy souls. That's not. That's not based on that at all. What? That's what you said. Oh, everybody, no, I'm talking about Home Alone. Everybody okay. remembers. The, the part where the burglars come into the house. The climax of the movie when they're just getting pelted with paint cans coming down the stairs and when they're slipping on micro-machines and when they get tarred and feathered can and, we, this, can we and agree the tarantula that, and they're getting hit with crowbars. Can we agree that most of the movie is memorable? We can all have our different think, memories of it. I think but... we can agree that there are parts of the movie that are also memorable, but the most memorable part I, no, but is when they're in the house. That's everybody's favorite part. I don't know. I think I think for me. What's your favorite part? When he throws up all the pizza in the beginning, <laughs> the, the aftershave. The aftershave. Ah! Aftershave was good. Like, but no. But the the point I'm making is we can all we're all going to remember different parts of the movie, and they're all going to stick right. out more to us. That's not to say that your memory is worse than mine or different than mine or you can't have that memory. Like I said earlier, for me, the most memorable part is when he sets up the whole house to look like they're having a big rock, rock and party. Yes. And to you, it's going to be the... I was so mad that he cut the basketball out of the Michael Jordan standee. I was so mad. I'm like, why would you do that? You've ruined it. But it wouldn't have been believable. Who just walks around with a basketball in their house? It's crazy. Clearly Michael Jordan does. Michael Jordan does. Well, he doesn't because he cut it out. So now you have no idea who that person is through the shades of the thing. I think he was attached to the train when he was going around. <laughs> yes, he was, he was attached to a train. The, the, the cardboard cutout. He had all the cardboard cutouts and they're gonna dance around the house. Yeah, and he was yeah he was rigging the them to dance. Yep. And one was on a, a turntable. Yep. To, to look like it was dancing. Yeah. It looked like they were ballroom dancing. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. He did a good job. I, I, somebody should hire that kid as an engineer, like Home Alone Twelve, where he's like this big engineer executive because this kid just knows how to create something from literally nothing. He's very smart, very intelligent. I enjoyed it. Did he switch to drugs? Did he switch to drugs? Well, Macaulay Culkin did. We're not talking about McCullough. We're talking about Kelvin McAllister. Yeah, but he stopped after Home Alone 2, and then they did the third one with Alex D. Linz. How do you know that kid's name? How do, how do you not know his name? Because <laughs> he hasn't done anything. He was in One Fine Day, which is also your uh, wife's favorite yeah, movie. Yeah, she likes that movie, too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. George Clooney, Michelle Pfeiffer. That's a yeah. great movie. That's a different. That's a list for a different day. Mm-hmm. Um, George Clooney movie? No, I'm not going to say the list, because that'll spoil it. Oh, yeah. We already, did, we already worked on it. It was the one we were going to do first. I'll have to trust you on that one. Okay. All right, uh, moving on to number two on the list, um, and I had to rewatch it uh, this past week. Did you? Well, you didn't have to. You did. Well, I didn't have to. I did because I wanted to refresh myself on it because I haven't seen it in such a long time. I saw it originally when it came out in the theaters, and I wanted to rewatch it to to get it fresh in my head so we could talk rank about it again, it. talk about I, it again. And it's such a and it's the only ripoff of a Christmas Carol that we really have. I'm only blatant ripoff of a Christmas Carol that we have on here, and it's not in a bad way. No, it's no, just, no. It, they it's, do such a great job. Of putting everything together and giving it its own spin. This is the first movie that was made uh, after Jim Henson's death. 
by 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 this crew. Yeah, it, and it, this was a couple years after Disney acquired Muppet, Muppets. Jim Henson yeah. Productions, which yeah. is great. I mean, yeah. more power to Disney because they do. They it seems like everything they've touched has stayed how it should. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, with exception of a few Muppet movies in the early two thousands, but like Muppets in Space or anything like that. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, don't. I won't. Um, but. Uh, I mean, it. I've watched it twice in the last week. I watched it once for it's this so podcast. And I then... forgot how much I liked it and enjoyed it, and because everybody loves and knows uh, uh, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. it's it's so great. I've seen it uh, uh, the the play numerous times uh, down at the Pepsi Theater in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and and they do uh, it. It does a great job of getting you in the spirit mm-hmm. because it starts out with this, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge, who is this penny-pinching SOB who hates everybody and only loves his money. And it has this purest of Puritans in uh, Bob Cratchit who goes through and it's just, blessed all of us for everything that we are given. Let us all enjoy this pee I found under the table and have dinner. <laughs> you know, everything he has, which is literally nothing, is he just enjoys it for, you know, for what it is. For just, thank God we have this because we could have less kind of thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of what makes the Muppet Christmas Carol the, the best of the Christmas Carols, it's, it's partly the music. Because the Muppets. The, yeah. The, the Muppets are great. I, and Michael Caine. The, the reason I watched it twice, once was for the podcast, once I showed my kids. Um, they're three and two. A little young for it, but they loved it. They saw Kermit. They knew who Kermit was. Mm-hmm. They saw Gonzo. They mm-hmm. knew who Gonzo was. So it was great for them to kind of just you watch really it. appreciate the humor that's in it when you get a little older, mm-hmm. and oh, that's yeah. and that's what makes it. That's what gives it staying power. Mm-hmm. It's not just oh, it's just Muppets and blah blah blah. It, it does a great job of entertaining everybody from all ages. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just it's it's probably the best made Muppet. There's the best made Christmas Carol. It's one of the better Muppet movies too. Yeah, it, I, I mean, think it, so. It's up there with Treasure Island and the the original Muppet movie. The original Muppet movie, and then Muppet the the new Muppet movie that came out with Jason Segel and Amy Adams. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's, that was a good one. That's probably four. But I mean, Muppet Christmas Carol's one or two on on, on my list. It depends on the I guess the season. I don't think I'd put Muppet Christmas Carol ahead of Treasure Island in the summer. But we'll have to do Muppet, do list, a Muppet in the list. Summer. Yeah. But it's just very well. The songs are great. Michael Caine, fantastic job, mm-hmm. um, playing a Scrooge, both a serious Scrooge, a humbled Scrooge, uh, terrified. I mean, the, the the range of emotion that he can portray just in a kids movie like this is, yeah. is he, he's fantastic. Not, he's not phoning it in. He's doing he's, a great job. Oh my God! I mean, after watching him and all the movies he's done recently, I mean, this was twenty two years ago. So he, I mean, yeah. he's he's aged a lot in twenty two years. But you know, after watching him in the Batman movies, watching him in all the all the Nolan movies. Yeah, um, the pro- what, not the protagonist, the prestige. The prestige, and then, then you have the Batman movies, and you've got uh, Interstellar. He was in. I mean, he's he's just he's been everywhere with with Nolan in the last you know ten years. He, he was in Inception too. Mm-hmm. I said yeah. that. Oh, did you? I did. Oh, that's all right. I said Batman's whatever. I did okay. say Batman too, but but it just as as being one of the few uh, adult, the few not Muppet characters. I mean the yeah. he's not. He's the his only, his think, nephew's not, and his nephew's wife and their crew. Human, human character, yeah. not, not adult character. Sorry, yeah, that's okay. Oh, and then and then Gonzo is never really Gonzo. He he. Gonzo's Dickens. He's he's he calls himself Charles Dickens, and so he goes through and narrates the whole movie with uh, Rizzo, Rizzo the rat, and they just have this great back and forth that they do. It's they do such a great job and really get you into the movie. Really, if you're Charles Dickens, 
Ah, uh, Rizzo's great. Mm -hmm. I know this book better than I know the back of my hand. Really? Prove it. All right, see over here? There's a there's a mole to the left. There's a little tiny scar. There's, no, no, the movie. Yeah. The book. Okay. The book, the book. Yeah, but they, yeah, do, it, they do a great job. Muppets, that movie, that Christmas Carol, it's the it's easily the best of the Christmas Carols. And I mean, we, we debated with, we said earlier, the Jim Carrey one's not very good. Uh, the, the, the Mickey Christmas Carol is, is okay, but I mean, clearly you knew where that was going when Scrooge McDuck... It's plain Scrooge. Yeah, I mean, they, they they did a good job of, of uh, goofy plays Bob Marley characterizing I mean, everything in there. But it's it's not as good because they don't have no. they don't have music. They don't have like original songs that are good. It, yeah, it's just it's just a retelling of, of the book. Yeah. Whereas Muppet, there's a there's just a touch of, of of wonder and there's a touch of, of they did a better job of making it a Muppet Christmas Carol as opposed to Disney just making it a Disney or a Mickey's Christmas Carol mm -hmm. because they. The Muppets did a better job of, of doing Muppets. They incorporated things. Muppets way better yes. than Disney incorporated because the it was Disney they just copy paste and threw over Mickey's face onto everything. And here, yes, Kermit and Miss Piggy and Fozzie and Gonzo, they were all in it, but not the main characters. But they added, really. but they added. No, they really weren't. You're right. They, they, they added um, their own little feel to it, their own little twist, and they elaborated a little bit on some things. They had Gonzo on the side. You know, with a little slapstick humor every so often to kind of bring you back to when it, the story gets a little gloomy and dark. I, th I think a lot of it, to me, a lot of it is is the music. I mm -hmm. think I think a lot of what makes that one so different is it does have original music, original songs. Mm -hmm. um, the, the the characters were cast perfectly. I mean, there's really not a way you could really screw up putting Kermit and Miss Piggy as you know no. the, 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 the Christ family. Yeah, uh, but the Marleys. I mean. With the two old guys from the balcony? <laughs> yes. what is it? What's their names? Uh, Hermert and Burbert or no, whatever? No, I forget their names now. Um, yeah. It's not that important. No, it's but, not. But yeah, I mean, just the, the the Muppets have such a vast array of characters that the fact that they were able to... And Fezziwig is played by Fozzie? Yeah. You know, Fozziwig? I mean, that yeah. just the way that they can put those... Uh, Characters into their proper roles. They're fun little perfect. puns. Oh, Statler and somebody else. Waldorf. Waldorf and Statler, Statler. yeah. There you go. As the Marley They're brothers. Marley and Marley. Yeah, they had great, great songs. They had great songs in there. All right. Uh, that, that's number two. And I, mean, I know we're hyping this up. I I would have had this number one um, if not for It's a Wonderful Life, you know, still being one that, that kind of sticks with me because it was, I think, the first one I ever saw of any Christmas movie. Uh, but number one. It's actually a relatively recent one. I mean, ten years, eleven years. Yeah, but it's it's, it's turned it's turned into an instant classic. I think it's the newest one on our list. Well, maybe Love Actually might be. Uh, it might be the same year. Yeah. It might be the same, but it's it the newest be. one. It's it's not your traditional Christmas movie. I mean, no, it 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 takes a totally different spin, but it still encompasses the spirit of well, the it, holiday. It is, and it it's one of it's one of Will Ferrell's best roles. I think to me. Yeah, I think I think that that. That range of years between leaving Saturday Night Live mm. and then and this is his first and then doing like feature Talladega well. Nights first lead role is this movie. I promise. Okay. This is after but old school. Between like no, it's not. Yeah. It's after no, old it's school. not. Oh, it is not. It is after old school. But he was leading yeah. in old school, wasn't he? He was part of the cast, but this is his first leading okay. role. Okay. Fair enough. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't, he wasn't lead, that was school. Luke Wilson in in old school. I suppose. Vince Vaughn and yeah, whatever. it was those guys. The Brat Pack or whatever the new pack they call themselves. It's not the Brat Pack. The Pudgy Pack? No, they they called they had it. No, it doesn't matter. They had their own name for their that Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson, okay. uh, Vince Vaughn movies. They had their own name. Oh, for that. Right, ben right. Stiller. They they all had their own. Okay. Anyway, 
So, but I mean, it's one of his first movies, one of Zoe Deschanel's first movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, really kind of catapulted Santa her. Santa Claus is... Uh... Rob Reiner. No, no that's uh, uh, Bob Newhart. Yes! Bob Newhart. No, Bob Newhart's his dad. Yeah, Santa... Uh, no. You said Santa Claus. Oh. Santa Claus is... God, who is this? Keep talking. I'm going to figure it out. Anyway, so the movie's Elf, if you haven't figured it out by now, but it, it, it's such a good holiday movie because it's it's... He's not his father, because Elf is going, because uh, Will Ferrell's character is going out to find his father, and his father's played by... Um, oh, John John Favreau's directorial debut. His father's is uh, Ed Asner. Ed, Ed, no, no, Bob Newhart's his father, Ed Asner is Santa Claus. Jeez, I can't believe we forgot Ed Asner. Ed Asner is Santa Claus. And then Newhart's his father? Bob Newhart is Papa Elf. Okay, thank you. Oh, not, excuse me, James Conn's yes, his father, Papa you. Elf. I'm sorry, I didn't know where you were going with that. I was trying to go there. His, his elf... Yeah, father. His his his, his adopted real, father. His real father. His real father is James Conn, and his uh, and his his adopted father. His adopted father is, is Bob Newhart, and, Ed, and Asner, Asner is Santa, Santa Claus. Claus, and Zoe Deschanel is the Kyle, lady, Kyle and Gassman Mary Steen Virgin is the other lady. The other lady, uh, married to James Conn. Yeah, mother-in-law, mother, chap mother. Yeah, anyway, stepmother. This is this became one of the most easily quoted movies by people our age. Uh, it's very purple dress you have. It's very purpley. Francisco, that's a fun name to say. Mm-hmm. You know, it. it, it Santa's it, here. Yeah, ah, I know him. Yeah. yeah, I know him. You sit on a throne of lies, <laughs> and we could go on and on. It's it's became it became an instant classic, and mm-hmm. there are people who don't care for this movie just as there's people who don't care for any of the movies on the list, and that's fine. Those are stupid. This is our list. Those are stupid people. <laughs> but it 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 does another great job of again encompassing the spirit of the season where James Conn plays this again uptight book salesman type thing where he, is he just writes a, books he, he's like a public he works yeah. in a publishing house for for books yeah and he is only interested in money and who cares if the book is even good just get it out there and we'll make some he's more your, money he's your stereotypical Grinch character. exactly and Will Ferrell encompasses the spirit of Christmas with his role of, of living in the North Pole and mm-hmm. being a human in elf territory. And that's what makes most of it so funny is because he's... Will Ferrell's a uh, tall guy. He's, what, 6'3", 6'4"? And then he has to pretend to be an elf when they shrink down all the actors digitally to make them, you know, mm-hmm. around a foot tall. So he's just towering over all of them on their toilets and in their showers. And it's, it makes for very comical um, scenes when you have this gigantic person try and live in this elf world. So the beginning's very funny. And he goes through and he finds out with uh, Santa Claus that he's adopted and he goes to New York to find his real dad and is on a mission during Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And it, it, they do such a great job uh, throughout this whole movie. Uh, John Favreau, again, I said he, he, this is the first it, movie yeah. that he directed. Or, yeah, it was, because then he got Iron Man after this. Yeah, which was another great movie. It would have been a long time after the scene of Iron Man. He Didn't he direct, like, Swingers or something? I don't know, maybe I remember. This would have been his first good movie he directed. <laughs> I could be. That way. Yeah. You know, we're not, we're not talking John Favreau, the, the speechwriter for Obama. We're talking, you know, John Favreau, the actor. Right. Wait. That's... Yeah, his speechwriter's named John Favreau. That's awesome. Isn't it? Yeah. I thought it was him for the longest time. They weren't the same person. <laughs> Well, he had all those other celebrities on his crew. He had, you know, Cal Penn and... Sure. He, he hired a lot of celebrities. He produced and wrote Swingers. He didn't direct it. Okay. But he, he Oh, directed he, directed, he directed Maid, and then he directed Elf. Okay. So, so this, is one of, this was his first big movie. Yes. His first big movie. He also directed... 
This is Thura. Undeclared. And then he directed it as a Thura. And then he got Iron Man. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Anyway, it's a. It's more of just the fact that Elf, in itself, the character is is kind of what everybody wants to have around Christmas. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, his his the, emotion, this person who never gets tired of Christmas, who always has fun ideas at Christmas time, mm-hmm. and who wants to do Christmas. I mean, he wants to do Christmas all the time, not just yeah. during Christmas. Yeah, and it's not, and he's not doing Christmas in the sense of let's make pre- let's, let's buy presents, let's do that. It's, it's let's go have fun, let's eat let's candy enjoy, till we puke, let's, enjoy our let's run around in the snow, let's 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 go make arts let's and fall crafts in love all, all day. over again. Exactly. So they do. They did such a great job in this movie, the cast, the crew, uh, to kind of encompass the spirit of Christmas, but also having a comedy on top of that, which you don't see too often. Mm-hmm. There's a little comic relief in, in Muppets Christmas Carol, but. It's still mainly the the the, the uh, Christmas Carol story that's being told. This one is a is a fresh new story, uh, for the most part, that's being told, and it ends with James Caan's character just loving and well, being everything well, that he, there is about well, Christmas. He realizes that there's Santa because Buddy has right. to save Santa because his engine breaks in conveniently right. over New York. Very conveniently. Um, but I mean, it, and it ends like any good classic movie does. He gets married to. Zoe Deschanel, at least according to Bob Newhart's mm-hmm. ending monologue. Um, right. And they visit the North Pole all the time, and James Caan becomes this awesome dad. Book, book publisher. He yeah. goes into independent book publishing and is a great dad, and, and uh, Will Ferrell's elf character is the main uh, character in the, in the new book that they're mm-hmm. launching. So it, it kind of comes full circle, because um, nobody wanted to listen to his story uh, when they first meet him yeah. of how he became, how he uh, came to New York, which is really funny. So then they just put it in a book, and now everybody has to listen to it. Yep. So it's a good job. But that's 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 it. That's the list we're gonna go through. He, yeah. I mean, just on any note, I think just oh. that the, the elf, the elf character. There's a little bit of there's a little bit of elf in every movie we've we've talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's got the. the it's just, it's very well written. His character alone makes that movie, and I understand that it's, he's the title character and everything. But I mean, even with that, you could change the supporting cast around, and it would still be a very good movie because Will Ferrell makes that movie. Will Ferrell, right. the character, you could probably recast Will Ferrell. It wouldn't maybe yeah, be as good. It, yeah, his his Ferrellisms are mm-hmm. kind of what make but it. But it's nice because it's a PG movie. I mean, the Ferrellisms don't have to always be raunchy. They don't always no. have to be correct. You know, they can be more on the tame side. They can, but he can do. He, yeah, because mm-hmm. he can. He can kind of. He has a very broad comedic range, mm-hmm. and so to kind of restrain him almost gives you. I don't want to say a better Will Ferrell, but it gives you an enjoyable Ferrell for all ages. Mm-hmm. It does. So that's our list. Um, Yay, we hope did you, it. Hopefully, you stayed through with us. Um, it went up, went up a little long. Um, we're gonna try to keep these probably around an hour, fifteen minutes. We're yeah. a little bit under. We're a little bit over that. Um, maybe hour fifteen, hour thirty. Just you want to do a run through quick. Yeah, we'll do we'll do a okay. run through quick. I'll I'll go uh, from last to first. Uh, we had Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas at twelve, uh, Christmas Story at eleven, White Christmas at ten, Christmas Vacation at nine, The Nightmare Before Christmas at eight, It's a Wonderful Life at seven. Brian, want to take the next six? <laughs> Love Actually at six. The Santa Claus at five. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street was four. Home Alone was three. Muppet Christmas Carol was two, and Elf was our number one pick for top. Holiday 12 movies. holiday movies. The sweetest 12 holiday movies. The sweetest. Sweet like candy. So that's that's going to be sort of how our episodes will end. Yeah. Um, we'll, I don't think we're going to have a... Are we going to have a vault today? Yeah, we'll do the vault because that's going to link into next week's episode. Okay. Remember, we were going to... Yes. We we're hopefully going to do that. Um, 
so for this week that's in right the, in the, in <laughs> I the, remember now in the theme of holidays um, we implore you if you want to go ahead and find a copy you can find it if you, can, you if you search for if you, if search, you search hard, hard enough, enough you can find a copy you of can this. find it there's it's, pieces it's on YouTube it's not that hard it's there's, not that hard I think Daily Motion is one of those big sites now that carries yep. all these yep. movies. Um, we implore you, we recommend, please, please, please watch the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> that is our vault it, video of the we week. We dare you to try and get through the whole thing in one sitting. Next we week, next week, on the theme of the Star Wars Holiday Special, we will be listing off the 12 most Memorable, memorable pieces of 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 the Star Wars holiday special because they're not going to be the best. There could definitely be the best on there and the worst, but it's just it's going to be the twelve things that kind of stick stick in your brain about this that, that, that stick out uh, about the most, it. And, and, that's, and that's just what made it what it is. And we'll go through our twelve. Hopefully, you find a full copy. I know those can be a little bit hard, um, but it is about two hours. Um, yeah, maybe maybe an hour and fifteen after credits or an hour after credits. So if you sure. find one, or with 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 commercials taken out, I should say. No, yeah, I think um, it's longer than an hour. But I would definitely implore you to to find that. Um, if you're feeling really generous, tis the season. Uh, while you're watching Star Wars Holiday Special, head over onto rifttracks.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, plop over what a buck, two bucks, I think they have. It's not much. It's a couple if you, of if dollars. You, if you haven't heard Rift Tracks. Before it's it's basically uh, it's the guys from Mystery Science Theater three thousand who who go on and and they 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 basically they riff movies that that you you set their audio over the movie that you would want to watch and they go through the whole movie from start to finish and they just make fun of it the entire time and it is one of our most favorite pastimes to to mm-hmm. sit down and watch these uh, Kevin Mike and Bill do a great job uh it's bill corbett uh kevin murphy and and mike nelson who do such a great job of just terrorizing these movies as you watch them and you if they, we they, if we could they, do anything in this world they're, they're, and, and survive it would be it would be what they do they're basically the mystery science theater 3000 but for the triple a titles they exactly. still do the b movies and the c movies right but they they became more famous for doing the larger movies, the, big, like the, the bigger names, and the, you know, the, the Star Wars movies, and the Twilight movies. You know, they yeah. do Harry Potter movies. Really, really, that's the only way I can get Brian to watch the Twilight movies is if we're tracking. Why them. would you watch them otherwise? I meant like that's the only way you would have watched them. Oh, I never would have watched. Yeah, and I never would. Nothing against Harry Potter, but now I watch them. I, I can see that they are decent movies, but I only watch them Rift as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so go find it if you can watch Rift. It does help if you can get the Rift Track audio, which you can get the Rift Track audio. It's easy. Just go on rifttracks.com and, and pick it up. They do a great job of just terrorizing the movie, but even they couldn't save it. No, it's but, still that's, painful that's, to watch. You don't have to do that, but we do implore you to watch it. It's the Star Wars Holiday Special and come away hopefully a little bit sadder for life after, <laughs> after that. You're never gonna get um, that time back. And we're gonna do next week. We'll do the the. the the best of worst, the most memorable moments of that of holiday, holiday special. special. So if you want to get a hold of us, um, we do have a Twitter. It's uh, at Sweet12. Um, you can get a hold of us at uh, Sweet12podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you have any questions, you have any comments, go ahead and leave them. We'll, if we get a comment, we'll read it on the if air. If we get a comment, we're going to crap our pants because I don't think I've ever gotten one before. Um, you can leave a like on, on, on Facebook on Facebook under Sweet12. Uh if you go to iTunes to download this episode, go ahead and leave a review. If you leave a review, we'll read it right on air. Sure. Doesn't matter if it's good or bad, we'll read it. Yeah. But go ahead and leave a review because that helps. Um, 
Uh, otherwise, we'll see you uh, next week. I'm Ryan. I'm Brian. And we'll, uh, happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. And this is uh, a band lost in a name, and they're going to play us out and yes. play us in as well yeah, every the week. Beginning, the beginning you heard was lost in a name. It's the same song, but you know, go ahead and check them out too on Twitter if you want. Thank you. Thank you.